It was the most virulent, deadly viral outbreak the world had ever seen. When the affliction began to finally relent, two-thirds of the planet's population, 4.2 billion people, were gone. For those left after, the new epidemic was one of moral degradation, survival by any and all means, a pandemic of the inhumane. But small patches of hope sprouted from the fallow ashes of what once was. And for some, our humanity remained the only thing worth fighting for. Yeah, but I'm okay. It just hit my shoulder. Matt says it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I guess that's lucky, but you should really go see the doctor. I will. First, I have to get all these new recruits settled. Are they all kids? Wow, how many of them are there? More than a few. I didn't get a head count. Oh, and there's there's two adults, too. What happened to their parents? I don't know. They were defending the airport on their own, though. They've had it pretty rough over there. Can you help me get them up to the dining hall? I need to get all their names and ages before we can get them into their rooms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mrs. Potter is going to have an aneurysm when she sees all of the... Wait, who's that with Matt? She seems familiar, like I've seen her face before. Oh, you're not going to believe this. That's Nicole. Nicole? Who? Nicole! You saw her picture when we were at Fox's house. She's... Wait, Nicole? The Nicole? Fox's Nicole? What is she doing here? I thought she was dead. Turns out she was helping take care of these kids. She's got medical training, too. I don't know much more about her than that, though, but I do know she's the one who called us for help. Do you think... I mean, it's it's possible she she might have seen... Jamie, I know what you're hoping for, but... Look, we can talk about that later. Right now, we've got a bunch of hungry, tired kids we need to take care of. <sighs> All right, guys, this is my very good friend, Jamie. She's going to get you guys something to eat while I go and see about getting you all into some rooms. So, do any of you guys like pudding? (laughs) Yay! Pudding for everyone! All right, you little munchkins, follow me. Well, ladies, now that we've got the kids all settled, I think it's time to get reacquainted. I figured this is going to be a long conversation, so I grabbed some refreshments. Sorry, it's not cold. Jackie's going to kill you. You know she takes detailed stock every night and then checks it every morning. She can sue me. I've got a little over a million questions rolling around in my head that I've been wondering about for a very long time, and tonight... I'm finally going to get a few answers. So, I'd like to start by saying, Nicole, what the hell? You want to know why I suddenly stopped talking to Jake? You think? I have to admit, I'm really curious about that, too. I mean, I heard the story about how you two got together, and it sounded to me like you were meant for each other. He was so devoted to you for all those years, and then you two finally got together, and it's like... 
oh, it's like one of those Hallmark movies, you know? And then you go off to college and just stop talking to him altogether. It was like a movie or a dream. It was like something from someone else's life. I have never been as happy or alive as I was with Jake. He never failed to make me feel better about who I was. I can imagine. I can only dream about a guy who's willing to do half the things Fox did for you. I mean, the horse-drawn carriage to take you to homecoming. Talk about a fairy tale prince. Hey! Our courtship was extremely romantic. Yeah, for the times we live in, I suppose. Oh, all right. All right. All right, Kate. Kate. All right. Challenge accepted. Oh, this ought to be good. (laughs) Anyway, Jake truly was a... Wait. Wait, how did you know about the carriage to prom? Matt's sort of been like this fountain of stories about Fox. And the highlights were about you and Fox's relationship. (laughs) Really, Matt? Is nothing sacred to you? No, not really. Besides, people around here wanted to know him. The real Fox. And he wasn't very forthcoming, so I took it upon myself to share. And just so you know, I never embellished anything. Jury's still out on that, but he really did paint a beautiful picture of the two of you together. Matt talks too much. (laughs) Fox said that too. A lot. Can we please focus here? Seriously, Nicole. Jake, when you stopped calling and writing, you destroyed him. He loved you so much. He And I loved him more than I could even begin to express. But I had my reasons. My life sort of unraveled after I went to college, and I... Look, the short version is that I was too ashamed. Ashamed? Of what? There was nothing that Fox wouldn't have accepted of you. I know, Matt. (sighs) That first month at college, I was having a hard time making friends. I missed Jake. And for reasons I still don't understand, I even missed you. Strange as that is to admit. Always so sweet. Mm. And you're a jerk. Anyway, my classes were pretty tough and I was lonely. Our emails weren't enough. But I knew he was struggling as well and I didn't want to dump my problems on him. Wow. You two really were made for each other. (laughs) I suppose we were. Anyway... I did finally make a few friends, and I decided to go to this stupid party. And that's when everything fell apart. When I woke up the next morning, I couldn't remember a lot, and I realized pretty quickly that that I'd been drugged, and... (gasps) Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. I'm... Uh, save, Save your pity. It wouldn't have helped then, and it certainly won't change anything now. I was in a horrible place, and I couldn't tell Jake about it. I couldn't tell anyone. I was too humiliated, and I felt gross. Dirty. That's when I started making some seriously bad choices. My parents would have been so disgusted by the things I was doing. I couldn't even look at myself in a mirror. For a long time, the only thing that mattered was my next fix. I was beyond out of control. You were using drugs? Yep. At first, it was 
just to numb the pain I felt when I thought about Fox or what had happened to me. But then it totally takes over. Anyway, I was way past caring about anything and sort of fell out of school and I shacked up with whoever I could find that had what I needed. But then this one night I was coming down hard and I was going through what little I possessed to find something I could sell so I could get another bump when I found this. Oh my God! When was this taken? It was on New Year's Eve at my parents' house. We'd only been together a few months at this point. Oh, look at you two. This is like one of those pictures that used to come with the frames. It's beautiful. You guys look so happy, so... In love? That's what my mom used to say. She liked this one more than any other picture we took because she said you could see in his eyes how much he loved me. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know my mom snapped this until she showed me later. We were just sitting like this, having this quiet moment. Every time I looked at this, I used to feel this wave of guilt. I was so horrible to him for years, but he never held it against me. He never even brought it up. And when I did, he just looked me in the eyes and told me that it didn't matter because we were together. And that was the only thing that mattered. Okay, no offense, babe, but I think I'm falling for him now. That is so romantic. That night he'd found me under the bleachers after I broke up with Devin. I was so vulnerable. Jake could have paid me back for all the torture I put him through and would have been completely justified, but he didn't. He was exactly who I needed him to be that night and every moment after that. He was incapable of holding a grudge against you. He believed you were meant to be with him no matter what anyone told him. Matt told me that you really tore into him that night. I did. I was the cruelest I'd ever been to him. And he didn't even flinch. He just saw a girl in pain and he... (laughs) He was like an angel. I know it's corny, but it's true. And then he saved me again and he had no idea. So what happened? You said you found this, and then what? When I found the picture, I just froze. I kept staring at it, remembering everything Jake ever told me about his mother and his home. It was like this cold knife right into my heart. I was turning into his mother. Oh. Oh, Nicole, I I can't... And that was it. Rock bottom. I cried harder than I ever had in my whole life. But then I started hearing this voice telling me not to give up. Told me I was better than all of this. So I took this picture and I found a clinic and I got myself clean. It wasn't easy, but I wasn't going to let him down. And I wasn't going to let myself down either. So why didn't you contact him after? Tell him what had happened. The guy was dead devastated when you stopped writing. I don't really know. Maybe I just couldn't let go of the shame I felt or the guilt for disappearing. I don't really know. I just started focusing on making myself a better person. I got enrolled in a medical training course. It wasn't long before I was back here in Portland and working at Providence. Then the virus broke out and the world went up in flames. 
How much medical training do you have? I mean, you were amazing yesterday. Not as much as I'd like. A lot of what I know was on-the-job training after the fact. Lucky, though, most of those kids wouldn't be alive now if I hadn't been there. They just seem to attract trouble. <laughs> I can imagine. Nicole, I... Wow, I... I need to apologize. I... I used to wish the most horrible things on you for what you did to Fox, and it never even occurred to me that something bad might have actually happened to you. Whenever the topic came up, I would always tell him that he was better off without you. But he always defended you. Always. Did, I mean, did you ever try to get in touch with him? After all, you know, after? I can't tell you how many times I stared at my phone or my computer with a blank email trying to figure out what to say. But I could never bring myself to type anything, and I always ended up crying. I did write an actual letter once. I even tracked down where he was stationed, but I lost my nerve. I had the letter sealed and stamped and ready to go, but I just couldn't. I didn't know if he'd moved on, and I didn't want to intrude on his life. And I was beginning to realize certain things about myself. Things that made me realize that he and I weren't actually destined for each other. And that was okay. What things? Things about myself. Personal preferences that if I had ignored to get back with him would have only led to more hurt for everyone. I still don't... Oh! Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. See what coming? I think she prefers more feminine company, sweetie. Well, who cares if... Oh! 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 There it is. (laughs) Anyway... After all of that, I decided to be the best me I could be. I was proud of what I'd done with my life, and I am forever grateful to the courage Jake gave me. And I always swore that if our paths ever crossed, I would tell him so. But I didn't want to just insert myself into his life after all of that. (sighs) So, that's my story in a nutshell. What about you? How did you end up here, Matt? What happened after you guys jumped into the army? Jeez. Ah, I don't even know where to start. Uh, After you stopped talking to him, something broke inside him, I think. I I never said anything to him about it, but I sometimes wonder if he wasn't trying to get himself killed. You never told me that. What do you mean? Well... We did well in basic, and our drill sergeant sort of suggested that we do well in special forces. Jake jumped at it, and I went along because I made a promise to my dad to watch his back. We got sent to Afghanistan, of course, and we made a few impressions during our first assignment. Some good, some less so. Let me guess. You were responsible for lesser impressions? Not all of them. Anyway, if anything dangerous came up, Jake would volunteer for it, and then I'd have to. We sort of made ourselves invaluable. Jake kept getting himself promoted and kept re-upping. We were all over the place, Middle East mostly, But we had operations in Ukraine, China, 
let's see, Kenya, Kazakhstan, even went to Colombia once. Wherever Uncle Sam needed to flex a little muscle, we'd find ourselves right in the middle of it. But what did you mean when you said he was trying to kill himself? Well, he was always taking serious risk whenever we found ourselves in combat. And any time I called him out on it, he'd just say he was doing what he was trained to do. It was all garbage, of course. So, I just did my best to keep him alive. That's not the guy I knew. What do you mean? We were on leave because my mom was dying of the virus. We got recalled just after she passed and ordered to help out the National Guard, but that went south almost immediately. The riots were unlike anything we'd ever seen in Portland. People were getting killed, and it was anarchy from the word goal. Ghouls were everywhere. Really? I've told you not to call them that. Not the time, sweetheart. After the world crumbled, Jake and I started gathering survivors. He stopped jumping into every fight because he knew he needed to look out for all of these people. But what really made him turn the corner and start to open up? Jamie. Jamie. Who's Jamie? Jamie's my friend. Our friend. She... It's complicated. No, it isn't. He made it complicated, but I knew right away. Then why didn't you say anything? Because I knew from years of experience that you don't push Fox to do anything. They had to find their own way together. So this Jamie is his girlfriend? Uh... No, actually, they, she fell for him pretty quick. Yeah, she did. I think he was into her from the moment she got here, but he was still trying to keep people at a distance. But some people, Kate, (coughs) Kate. Shut up. Some people just didn't know when to leave people be. Jamie, she... She never pushed. She wanted to. Oh, I know. But she didn't. She was flirty and sweet and somehow understood, even if she didn't know she did, to let him breathe. God, it was so much fun watching them dance around it. So what happened? Are they together? Is he happy? Almost. What do you mean? Matt, what happened? When we established this place and started bringing people in, Fox set up a few rules. One of those rules was that anyone who contracts the virus must leave to protect the rest. We used to test for it, but then the doc ran out of the stuff he needed for the tests, and that's when Fox got sick. I thought it was exhaustion and that he needed rest, but he was adamant that it was the virus. He disappeared in the middle of the night to protect all of us, and he left Cohen in charge. He's been struggling with... Actually... uh, There's a little more to the story. What are you talking about? (laughs) I... I didn't want him to go. I I can't... 
So he was talking to me like he was just going around the block or something. He already accepted it. He actually, he was okay with it. But I, I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. So I. Matt, what did you do? He wanted me to take his place. But I knew I couldn't do it. I tried to get him to see it. But he refused to listen. So I. I offered him a way to stall things. Just long enough so we could maybe find another way. But there's no way to do that. Everyone knows how fast the virus works and how contagious it is. There's no way to stall it. There is one way. No. No, Matt, you didn't. Where did you even get any of it? Please tell me you didn't. I found some in his mom's room when we visited his old house. I should have left it, or destroyed it, or... I don't know. But I didn't. I just... I just had this feeling that I'd need it. What were you thinking, Matt? I just told you I was freaked out. My best friend had just told me that he was dying and leaving me to lead. I needed him to stay. To do what I knew that I couldn't do. I Matt, you know better than anyone what he went through. You knew what his biggest fear was. How could you even think about tempting him like that? But he didn't. You don't think he actually... Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he did. I found the remnants of the bag and everything in his room the next day. I got rid of it all because I didn't want anyone else to know. I I didn't want that to be what people remembered. I don't even know what to think right now. You said he disappeared? The next day, I went to talk to him... And he was gone. He didn't take any food or or even a weapon. I wanted to look for him, but I had no idea where to start. I So he's gone. I'm so sorry, Nicole. I know it won't help, but I know he loved you. He never really got over you. But he was moving on. Jamie... She was really good for him. No offense. But I think she was better for him than you were. He was trying to be better so he could be worthy of her, you know? And it didn't hurt that she was head over heels for him. And he didn't have to pine over her for six years. But then all his hopes turned to ash when he found out he was sick. Did he at least tell her how he felt? He wrote her a letter. It ripped her apart when she found out he'd left. Now she spends every day up on the roof watching for him. She refuses to accept that he's gone. I think he was relieved in a way. Like, he saw an end to all of his pain and anxiety. I sometimes think he was broken worse than I'd ever suspected. And he just hid it so well because he had to for everyone else. I still can't believe you. Of all the people in his life, I never would have thought 
you'd be the one to let him down this way. I don't even know what to say to you. I think... Excuse me. But I think I'd like to go to bed. Good night, Kate. Why didn't you tell me about that night? Because I didn't think I could handle the way you're looking at me right now. Can you blame me? Matt, I know you were probably beyond freaking out when you found out, and I know in your heart you only had the best of intentions, but it's like Nicole said, you knew him better than anyone. How could you even think about- I'm not gonna try and justify what I did. I have to live with the guilt for the rest of my life. I can only hope that before he passed, he would at least understand that I only did what I did because I didn't want to say goodbye. When I went to talk to him the next morning, Kate, I had every intention of leaving with him. I knew I couldn't save him, but I was going to be damned if I was going to let him die alone. But then I found the mess, and I realized what he'd done, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't let that be how people remembered him. I didn't want Jamie to think less of him. I didn't tell you or anyone else because... Because I was ashamed of what I'd done. It was the act of a desperate coward, and I'll never be able to make it right. The only thing I can do now is step up and try to do what he'd do. Try to lead everyone the way he would. Maybe that's your problem. What? Okay, try not to get angry here and know that I'm only saying this because I love you. But you're not Fox. Stop. Matt, you keep trying to do things like Fox would, but it isn't working. I think you need to find your own way of doing. Stop. All right, just stop. I don't need anyone else comparing me to Fox and telling me I'm never going to be good enough, especially you, Kate. That's not what I was saying. Where are you going? To sleep. It's been a really long day. Excuse me, are you Jamie? Uh, yeah. Uh, who are you? Hey, I'm Nicole. I'm sort of new around here. Yeah, I know. Uh, what can I help you with? I was told that you got pretty close to Jake. Uh, Fox. I thought maybe I... Okay, let, let me stop you right there. If you've come here to try and convince me to give up and accept that he's dead, you're wasting your breath, okay? So just go back to Matt or Kate or whoever and tell them that I'm not abandoning him. I'm staying up here until he comes back. I wasn't going to say anything like that. Actually, I was just hoping maybe you could tell me what he was like. See, he and I dated in high school and... I know that, too. I've heard the stories from Matt about how he believed you were his destiny and how you two finally got together and how happy you were together. Matt tends to embellish things. Fox said the same thing. I'm not going to lie. We had something very special, but it wasn't perfect. 
We were young and we were both flawed in our own ways. <laughs> I think I destroyed his preconceptions of me being an angel pretty early on. And he wasn't the easiest person to get close to. Don't I know it. So I've heard. So let me see if I can guess correctly. You're thinking right now that I'm some sort of threat. That when Jake inevitably comes back, he's going to see me and run into my arms and forget all about you. Am I right so far? Maybe. Well, you can relax. That's not going to happen. For more than a couple reasons. One of which is that I don't play for that team anymore. What are you even talking... Oh. Oh, well, then... Thank you? I guess. So, now that you know, I'm not going to try and steal your guy you've worked so hard to get. I'm hoping you and I can be friends. I'd really like to hear about the guy he became, and maybe I could tell you a few stories you haven't heard yet. So, you don't think I'm wasting my time up here hoping he'll come back? I know firsthand how tenacious he can be when he's got something in his head. If he's alive then it's really only a matter of time before he comes back to you. So if you'd like a bit of company while you wait... You know, I would like that. Thank you. So tell me, how did you two meet? Uh, well, they found me and a few others in Lake Oswego, hiding from some of the lost. They offered us a place, and I thought it's better than struggling out here on my own. Anyway, I just sort of bumped into him while I was learning my way around here. He was nice enough to help me, and then I found out he was the guy running things. Was it love at first sight? No, 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 no. No, it definitely wasn't. Yes, he was attractive, and I was lonely, but he just had this intensity that scared the pants off me. He was always brooding and angry or something. As I got to know Matt and I heard the stories, I started to see past the scowl. There was a sadness to him that pulled at my heart a little bit. Plus, he was so selfless. He was always bending over backwards to help everyone. He simply believed that, that we could do better. Good morning, Nicole. I didn't expect to find you up here. I brought you some coffee, Jamie. Sugar? Yes, and cream, too. Yay! I would have brought you some, too, but I didn't know. It's all right. I was just hearing about how Jamie met Jake and how they fell in love. Has she gotten to the part where she got drunk during the Christmas party and went looking for him with a sprig of fake mistletoe and passed out in the hall yet? Shut up. Look at who hasn't been there. So what happened? Fox found her and picked her up and took her back to our unit where he tucked her in and made sure she had water and aspirin for when she woke you up. You told me Matt did that. I may have been sworn to secrecy. Since when has that ever stopped you? Hey. Hey. Uh... What do you want, Matt? Jamie... Actually, I was hoping I could talk to Nicole. Sure. I'll be back. I want to hear everything about Jake and Jamie. No matter how humiliating. Oh, wait until you hear about... No. No more talkie from Katie, or I start sharing too. And I have way more to share. Okay, okay. Okay, I won't say anything else. While you're around. <sighs> So, what's on your mind? Last night when you left, I sort of got the impression that you were judging me for what happened between Fox and I. And 
I don't really think you have the right to do that. Remember, you abandoned him. And before you get angry, I understand why. I do. But you weren't here. You don't know anything about the things we went through after school. You don't know what it was like to see him succeed and still be miserable all the time. Matt, it's not... Let me finish what I did. We've lost too many good people, and I couldn't bear the thought of losing him as well. I know that I should have destroyed the meth when I found it. But I just... I couldn't. I'm not proud of what I did, okay? But I don't think anyone can stand here and tell you they haven't done something they're completely ashamed of since the world ended. You're right. I'm disappointed. But I can't say that I've been a saint. And I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing if I'd been in your place. He was your best friend, and you stuck by him when no one else did. I know he loved you. Just like I know he let you know how he felt about you. I know he loved you. Just like I know he let you know how he felt about your offer to help at that moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made his feelings very clear. But the thing is... I know it seems like I was doing it because I was afraid of what his leaving meant. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to do what he did here. But it wasn't only that. I wanted to give him more time. More time with Jamie. There is no one in this world who deserved a few moments of real happiness than Jake. And I wanted that for him. And I was able to give it to him. And I also know that if our roles had been switched... He would have done the same for you. Exactly. The next morning, I had every intention of leaving with him. I just... I couldn't stomach the idea... Of him dying alone out there. But he needed you here. And I'm willing to bet everything I have that he knew you'd probably want to go with him. Which is why he left the way he did. And if you hadn't stayed and done like he asked, then you and I wouldn't be here talking. He knew your place was here. And I think he was right. I'm not so sure. You know, it feels like everything I touch turns to shit. Then stop touching stuff. (laughs) Obviously, you haven't lost your incredible wit. Seriously, though, I feel like I'm banging my head into a wall and I can't do anything right. I told him I wasn't the guy for this job. Did you trust him? Well, yeah, of course I did. Then stop doubting yourself, Matt. I know that there was no one he trusted or loved more than you. He believed in you. Everyone falters, Matt. Our true strength lies in picking ourselves up again. 
Maybe you're right. I'm always right, Matt. Oh, and so incredibly humble. And don't forget beautiful. Let's wait on that until you've gotten a good shower there, Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Homestead, Episode 7, Confessions. Written, directed, and produced by James Robinson. Story by James Robinson, Travis Box, and Danny Hedham. Music by me, you. Starring Travis Box as Cohen, Summer Shore as Kate, Rebecca Gurney as Jamie, and Samantha Stark as Nicole. Homestead is a Not Another Podcast production.